What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Picks Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Carrie. What's up? Just us two this week, and it's a light news week, uh, but we have probably an extended, like, what we've been playing section, because Carrie's been playing a couple of games that I'm actually kind of interested <laughs> to hear about. Okay. And then I can't decide what games I want to play, because I've been playing a lot of games for, like, an hour, and then deciding I don't want to play those games right now, so... We can help to figure out what I'm going to play because the answer of what I'm leaning towards right now might surprise you. Oh. Uh, but first, why did you think it was a good idea to open yourself? It, now, now, are you opening yourself back up to Final Fantasy 14 or are you no. opening yourself up for the first time? First time. Okay. I feel like that's worse. A little in bit. So, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm not a big MMO person. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've discussed this on yeah, the neither, show neither, before. Neither am I unless you count Destiny as an MMO. But De- Destiny is as far as I dip my toe into the MMO waters. Right. Like if you count Monster Hunter as an MMO, that's about as far as I've gone mm-hmm. recently. I played Fantasy Star Universe on my PlayStation 2 in mm-hmm. college until they turned those servers off. With the, uh, and I played a mode. little bit of... <laughs> The first Guild Wars when mm-hmm. I was in high school, and I played a little bit of Ragnarok. I, I played a lot of Ragnarok online when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I have a lot of friends who play Final Fantasy fourteen, and I have a lot of friends who have told me for a long time that I would probably enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And generally, I've been like, "You're full of shit." Turns out they were not full of shit, and I have actually enjoyed it so far. I mean, I've sort of figured they have this unlimited trial period where you can play through level 60 and you can play through the first expansion for free. The the first expansion being Realm Reborn? Heavensward. Or Heavensward, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we we are considering Realm Reborn as base game final fantasy 14 at this point i don't think anyone considers 2010 final fantasy 14 (laughs) as anything worth remembering much less anything worth revisiting 2010 that was when final fantasy 14 first came out that's correct really yes it's been around for 11 years correct really reborn released in 2015 right 2013 2013 it's that old Mm-hmm. Time has passed all of us by. Indeed, it has, and it's <laughs> it's really remarkable given how bad the initial release of Final Fantasy fourteen was. Mm-hmm. That they were able to build a worthwhile game from nothing over the span of about two years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, basically, I I picked it up because it's free, and because I have. A group of people who I can go in and play with who can tell me all of the multitudes of bizarre MMO bullshit systems that are going on and be a bit of a guiding hand. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. I've been playing it for exactly like three days. So it's interesting to me. I didn't, so I didn't realize that they had the free trial of the, of the entire realm reborn base game and the first expansion like i thought that they'd give you like 30 days for free maybe and then you'd have to start paying after that 
Yeah, so the the current iteration of mm-hmm. their free trial is you can play through the entirety of Realm Reborn and you can play through Heaven's Word up to level 60 for free with no restriction on playtime. What is the current cap level cap right now? I have not a fucking clue. Interesting. Hmm. That's still that's still like I don't know how fast you level in Final Fantasy 14, but level 60 still seems like a lot when you're starting from Nothing. One. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that seems pretty generous. Uh, I guess they're combating a lull in the growth of the game by doing that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. I've been hearing about this free trial for the better part of the last year. Oh. At least it's become somewhat of a fucking meme in the community is the, the, the trial. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't love the idea of paying a subscription to play a video game. Um, we'll, 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 we'll revisit yeah. how I feel about Final Fantasy fourteen in another few weeks. How about that? Very interesting. So the other thing you've played yeah. was uh, Final Fantasy Kill Chaos, the demo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not kill chaos. Yeah, aka but. Stranger in Paradise. Now, from from, I, from the other podcasts that I listen to that are video game related, I've actually heard that this was good, but not like That's amazing. Interesting yeah. because I thought it was fucking awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't like it at all. And maybe that's just because I don't care for this particular style of action RPG. That's that might be something to do with it. I thought it was clunky. Um yeah, I didn't like it at all. I I really I think I played like an hour and a half and I was mm. like, nope, not enjoying this and I'm not going to spend any more time trying to. Hmm. So now, and to be fair, I don't think anyone said it was great, but they said it was way better than the trailer. Made I mean, look, we've known for years yeah. that Square Enix is terrible <laughs> at cutting a fucking cut trailer, trailer. Um, <laughs> save their life. Yeah, I mean, look, it it may just be something that's not for me, but Mm. I didn't think it was fun at all. Um, I didn't give a shit about any of these characters. I didn't like the battle system. Um, I thought the battle system was just like really, really finicky and the timing on it was weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Didn't fucking care for it. Will not be buying the full game. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) So... As I mentioned last, well, actually, let me lead with this. So the first thing that I did is I saw on so Prime Day was uh, last week or thereabouts, yeah. Um, and they had the Razer Kishi on sale for like seventy bucks. So the Razer Kishi is a mobile gaming controller, um, that kind of comes apart in two pieces, but still stays like connected with a strap in the back, essentially, and you essentially like clamp it onto your phone. And then you have like a Nintendo Switch in your hands, basically, which is pretty, which is pretty dope. Um, so I started doing some research on it. So I'm like, that seems cool. And it's on sale. So I might get it. And then everyone online basically said, if you have an iPhone, you should actually look at getting the backbone controller. So I was like, well, I'll get the backbone controller then because it's a little, it's a little bit more fully featured. Like it has an app store on it in, in, in a manner of speaking. Um, and some other stuff. So I got the backbone that came in. Um, it's a good piece of hardware. Uh, it is a hundred bucks, so it's not cheap by per se, but it's it's built solidly. Um, 
it literally the reason it's called the backbone is because there is a solid bar that goes across the back of the thing that kind of sits against your phone that extends. Sure. So you, you know you extend it, you put you know you plug it in on the part where the lightning port is, and then you close it, and then again you have a little mini Nintendo Switch in your hands. Um, the buttons, like the actual hardware itself on the backbone, is a little bit better. It's very similar, like the size of the buttons and the travel that like the analog sticks and the triggers have is pretty similar to the Joy Cons actually. Like it's it's very much in the same vein, um, and it works really well. It's powered by the phone itself, um, which is handy because you don't have to worry about like charging it. Um, it has a charging pass through, so like if you have it plugged in. It'll charge your phone while you're playing, which is nice. It also has a 3.5 millimeter jack if you don't have wireless headphones so that you can listen to headphones while you play. And then it basically has like a backbone app or backbone backbone app where it will help you find games on your iPhone that are controller uh, compatible, essentially, okay. in, a, in addition to the like Google Stadia app and the Xbox remote play app and the PlayStation remote play app and things of that nature. So I've been playing it with some iOS games and obviously that's going to be like the best experience. Um, I played Brawlhalla a little bit, uh, which is a shameless Smash Brothers uh, knockoff that Ubisoft puts out that has a lot of crossover like guest stars in it that you can buy. It's a free to play game, but you can buy like other characters. But they're just skins for the existing characters <laughs> that are in the game. Um, right. But I've also been doing a lot of remote play with my PS5. And it works pretty well. Um, if you're going to remote play PS5, doing it on a newer iPhone is actually great because you're not really losing a ton of fidelity. Um, it still only outputs a 1080, but it does do HDR, which is pretty slick. Um the delay is a problem for some games. So there's like a couple, like a like a five to ten millisecond input lag. Um, most of the time, even if you're on your same Wi-Fi, which is a problem for some games and not a problem for others. So like playing like Ratchet and Clank or like a first person shooter that is not super twitchy. Um, that wasn't a big deal. If you're playing anything that requires fast input and precision. Um, so like everybody's golf was a challenge. Like I literally had to get myself used to putting an input in slightly before I would normally do it. If I was playing on the PlayStation five, um, anything like a fighting game would no way. Like, like I definitely could not do that for sure. Um, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I, what I have not done is tried it over a mobile connection. And I'm curious to see if that is way worse. <laughs> so, so that that's that's what I'm gonna do. Um, and I'm also gonna probably redeem my Game Pass trial and try it with XCloud because, as we'll discuss later, uh, XCloud is much more widely available now. And I'm gonna be curious to see how the cloud input of it uh, does. But if you play games on your iPhone or you want to and you want a controller experience, it is a good product. Um, now, that being said, aside from that, I can't figure out what games I want to play right now. So I beat I beat Ratchet and Clank. Obviously, Mass Effect's done with. I'm not ready to go back and clean up Mass Effect as far as like trophies and stuff like that, because I'll, I'll save that for another playthrough because I just, just played it. So I've been trying a few things. Um, I was thinking to myself, like Borderlands just put out a major update for Borderlands 3. 
Um, a lot of the events, the seasonal events, are now able to be toggled on and off in-game at your will. They've raised the level cap again. They've tweaked some drop rates. I'm like, ah, maybe a great time to get back into Borderlands. We'll get our characters up. Maybe I'll buy the DLC because I never did that. And we'll have some fun getting back into Borderlands. And so I started playing Borderlands again. And I just don't like the grind that exists in Borderlands. Like Borderlands as a first person shooter that you're running through the story is fun. Borderlands as a looter is not as fun. <laughs> because the because the loop to get to grind for loot is not like like I like rifts in Diablo 3. Like like I enjoy running rifts and and pushing and getting my build better and pushing to do rifts faster and stuff like that. In Borderlands, it's hey, let's bump the difficulty, let's bump the mayhem level up and let's go kill the same boss over and over and over and over again until we get the specific legendary that that boss drops. And then we do that a bunch and then like all right, now we're going to go to like mayhem 5. But now on my mayhem 2 gear is useless because we're upping the difficulty level and now I have to grind that gear all over again at Mayhem 5 because when you when gear drops, it drops at whatever current Mayhem level that you're playing on and the higher the Mayhem level, the more powerful the gear actually is. So basically, okay. you grind your ass off to get your build and then when you up the difficulty level, you have to do it again. And again, and there's 11 Mayhem levels, so like every time you jump a Mayhem level, everything that you had before kind of becomes sort of useless <laughs> in a lot of ways. And that kind of sucks. Um, so I was like, I don't want to get into Borderlands. That's so, so we try that. So then I said, Oh, you know what? We just did metal gear solid on men of the golden tongues. We're going to be doing the other metal gear games uh, as we go oh through boy. in series. Maybe it's time. I finally get around to playing ground zeros and metal gear solid five. Maybe it's, it's finally time to get around to that because okay. I never did it. Well, and I started playing Ground Zeroes, and I it just wasn't it wasn't <laughs> that fun. It just wasn't that fun. Like I don't know something something about that game. I I really like the older Metal Gear games more, and I liked three and four, but I didn't replay them at the same incessant rate that I replayed one and two. So I, I guess something about the top down Metal Gears just kind of speak to me a little bit more. Um. I was not enjoying Ground Zeroes when I first started playing it. Now, Ground Zeroes isn't necessary. It's kind of like no. the prequel. Um, so I may check out like Metal Gear 5 proper at some point. Um, but I'm not like super stoked about about playing it. Um still playing Griftlands, which is excellent and enjoying that a lot. But that's kind of like my my on the side game. Thinking about dabbling in Hollow Knight, but I'm not really I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it right now. Like I started playing Hollow Knight again. I was enjoying it more than I enjoyed it the first time, but I'm just not in the mood for that type of game, I guess mm -hmm. right now. So there's a game that I looked I was, So I was looking through my PlayStation library. I'm like, well, let me see if inspiration strikes and, and something comes across that I want to play that okay. I haven't played yet. Like controls there. I was like, eh, I don't want to play control. Not really into it. That kind of thing. So I'm going down and I see a game. And I was like, I haven't played this game. I've heard nothing but good things about this game. A lot of people whose gaming opinions I trust speak super glowingly of it. And I like music 
And music in games is really cool. And this game has a banger soundtrack. Uh-huh. And so I've downloaded it. So installed you downloaded Persona, Persona 5. 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's the thing though. I haven't started okay. playing it yet. Music's good. I like great music in a in a in a in a video game. Heard the combat system is fun. I love a good yeah. RPG combat system. However, I do have a anime bullshit tolerance meter. <laughs> uh, yeah. That is not huge. Okay. So it it has a fair amount of anime. Here's the thing, you yeah. can ignore a lot of the anime bullshit. Can you? Because because it because <laughs> doesn't 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 like isn't it to your benefit to to play the the relationship side of the game as well? It is because you get buffs and whatnot. Um so yeah. There's yeah. there's well, pros to enduring right. the anime bullshit. I don't think that it's that super like it's not super bullshitty unless you decide to like romance all of the women. <laughs> well, so, that's so, when things get sort of bullshitty. Well, Otherwise, so, it's so just you're, oh, you're making friends. Yeah, we're, you're, we'll you're bonding with your teammates. Why well, the, the what Kit would put me onto this in the first place was like all the reviews for Scarlet Nexus came out right. And mm-hmm. people were like, Scarlet Nexus is pretty good. And I was like, it looks neat. Like, it looks like a different type of, like, style than normal anime bullshit. So I was like, that's cool. But then, like, I specifically heard people say, there's a lot of anime bullshit in this game. And I'm just <laughs> like, well, doesn't sound like something I want to do. Or at least definitely not pay, like, $60 for and then do right. it. So, but I have this other game that has anime bullshit that I can try that I know is going to have a really good soundtrack. So I'm going to try it. Okay. Um... I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. Who knows? It's a bit of a slow start, but yeah. like once well, once I, you're I, done with that first dungeon, it, it super takes. I, off, I, I so. know that. So that, yeah. like I'm going I'm going in eyes open. That I know the tutorial <laughs> lasts like six hours. That that's fine. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. All um. Right. So we'll see. Who knows? I might get completely sucked into this game. I hope you do. Bounce through it's like the whole eighty hour. Super fun. Persona so. fest. That's associated with it. Look, I have done this before. I played I, through almost all of Catherine. Um, look, if you yeah. if you could get through the anime bullshit of Catherine, <laughs> you can absolutely get through the anime bullshit of yeah. Persona. Like, like, like I haven't avoided anime bullshit. It's just that not my. It's not my preferred cup of tea. I know. I've, I've also and the other thing that I've been thinking about doing is I've been playing Mario 3D World, and I like Mario 3D World, but I don't love. Mario 3D World, like okay. it's good, but it's not like the greatest Mario game ever. Because Mario Odyssey is the greatest Mario game ever, and so I've been thinking Correct. about, yeah, I've been thinking about starting a new playthrough on Mario Odyssey. Oh. But I don't know if I should because, like my my original playthrough has like I've, I have like six hundred moons or something stupid like that. Yeah. So I was like, do I go back and grind that playthrough to get more moons, or do I just start fresh and kind of experience that game again? Because it has been like three years since I've played it for real. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what I want to do there. I'm thinking about it, we'll see what happens. Um. But that's kind of stuck where I'm at. So like, so my my boredom and my lack of new options and having a stale back catalog has led me to checking out Persona 5 and actually playing it and we'll see what happens. I hope you have a good time. We Look, all I hope so too. I, I, I would love, like, cause again, I hear people rave about the Persona franchise specifically. And I want to know if I'm missing something that five is the 
easiest one to jump into fresh. Well, that's a plus. Um, that's a plus. If you haven't played a Persona game, much less a Shin Megami Tensei game before, it is absolutely the easiest sort of like gateway title. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. So yeah, we shall see what happens. Because again, my my slate as far as new releases is fairly clear until like Deathloop comes out. Like Deathloop, I think is the next. Uh, yeah, I got a couple game. games coming out next yeah. month. I wouldn't qualify them as like super pressing because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to pick up the Skyward Sword remaster and I'm going to pick up uh, Monster Hunter stories because mm, okay. I think that looks good and fun. I so. have no inclination to play Skyward Sword. I never have. I never have. I never finished it on Wii. Mm-hmm. So the idea that I could go back and play it and not have to use the bullshit motion controls is very appealing. Um, I always thought Skyward Sword had a wonderful story, a really interesting cast of characters, lovely music, um, and it was hindered by a terrible control scheme that they were just mm-hmm. like tethered to for yeah. whatever bullshit Nintendo reason. I'll tell you what, if they if they ever see fit to re-release that Wind Waker HD remaster that they Again? put on the Wii oh, U. Pff, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get up. on that. I've never, that I've and never Twilight Princess. Thanks. Port those both over to Switch. That'd be great. I don't know why they Please haven't. Seems like, such an easy, seems like such an easy cash-in, but Nintendo, Nintendo gonna Nintendo. Mm. Here's another thing. Yeah. So, so I've been watching so I discovered The Completionist who I think has a very interesting YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been watching a lot of his old videos. Here's what else I've learned. I'm about to start banging the drum. Y'all, y'all like are happy getting your Mario parties and your Mario golfs and tennises and stuff like that. Where's it? Where's another Mario Strikers game? Where, where? How come we don't have Mario Strikers? I forget. I really I, liked Strikers Charge on the Switch. Strikers like it, Charge yeah. was good. Really um, Strikers was developed by Next Level Games, unlike the golf and tennis titles, which have all been developed by Camelot. Yeah, um, yeah I. It's not like Next Level hasn't been working with Nintendo because mm-hmm. they were responsible for the. Um, the Wii version of Punch Out, and they were responsible for the Luigi's Mansion sequels. So, uh, I mean, they they've been working with Nintendo, <laughs> so it it really does beg a question as to why uh, Strikers and Strikers Charge has not received further titles. That same love. Oh, and that's the other thing I've been doing too. So, like the Mario Golf reviews came out last week, and they were like, the fundamentals are great. Just like tennis, there's nothing to do in this game, um, yeah. which sucks. So it's the- almost as if they should let Camelot make a different kind of game. Yeah, like an RPG, perhaps. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, the reviews I read of that were like, "Yeah, like I can't see me getting into this. Like I got in everybody's golf. I'm like, well, instead of spending sixty dollars on this golf game, why don't I play the golf game that I currently own and still have stuff to do in?" What the golf? No, everybody's golf. I've been, pl- I've been playing oh, more everybody's golf. golf. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and doing some more than that. And plus, like Mario Golf is going to get DLC in the turn in the way of like new characters and courses for free eventually down the road. So <laughs> perhaps later it might be more worth a sixty dollars purchase. I'm not necessarily willing to make that investment. Um, yeah, I'm dreams, so. not interested in picking that up right now. Much yeah. as I think Daisy's new outfit is super cute um i also appreciate the fact that they gave daisy her tan back after all this time 
He lives in the desert and they they had her lily fucking white for years and they were finally like, you know what? Daisy's got a tan again. That is a fair point. She did did live in some weird. She lives in Sarasaland. Like Aztecian style desert. Yeah. There's like sphinxes and whatnot you can see in the background. Crazy temples. Aliens. So it's all good times. A lot of weird shit going on in Sarasaland. Very much so. So. Uh, new games this week. Uh, there is a new month for games with gold. Uh, I did not look at this in advance, so I'll be just as surprised as you are listening huh. as what's coming out. Uh, Planet Alpha is going to be available for the entire month of July on the Xbox One. I don't know what this is. It's a survival adventure game from 2018. That's what the description says. Wow. Uh, and then there's the game uh, from the 16th of July through August 15th, Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break. Which is a tower defense game comes from Atlas. So those so those are the two games that are available for Xbox One, and then the 360 titles that you're getting are Conquer Live and Reloaded, which was not an original a 360 Xbox title. title. Yeah, it was an original Xbox title. That's an original Xbox title. And then Midway RK Origins. Um, if you need to know the type of month that it is on Game Pass, the lead image on the Polygon article that talks about it that I have linked to is of Marble Madness from like 1988. So that, which comes on the Midway Arcade Origins pack. So that's, that's the kind of month we're looking at. No, no, no disrespect to Marble Madness. I liked the Marble (laughs) Madness back in the day. Sure. But uh, if that's, if that's the headline, uh, it feels like it's not going to be a strong month on Xbox. No, I mean, unless you really want to play through Conker's Bad Fur Day, because that's all that's all live and reloaded is. Yeah, it's like a remake of Bad Fur Day, which I which, feel, like, which I feel like in this day and age probably won't land as well. No, yeah. I mean, I don't think it landed quite as well in 2005 when it came out, because like Conker's Bad Fur Day, when it came out in 2001, like was a big deal because it was one of really only a few m-rated n64 titles Mm -hmm. if i recall correctly but also like conquer as a character had previously just like been a cute little rare character who showed up in diddy kong racing and had his own little game boy title that was like a some action platformer or whatever um and then they were like, all right, cool. Now he's going to say fuck and drink beer. Like, that, was, that was like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that still seems like a really wild thing to do to a character. Um, well, I mean, it, it, it came along the time during the initial like South Park zeitgeist. So yeah, it made a lot of sense. that too. Yeah, it made a lot of sense in that in that view. Uh, but it, let's just say Conquer has not stood the test of time. I mean, to be fair, they also haven't done anything with him since right. Live and Reloaded. So, like, he hasn't really been a character starring in his own series for 15 years. Like, he had Pocket Tales and Bad Fur Day and then Live and Reloaded. And then, like, he was a playable character in Diddy Kong Racing. And that's about <laughs> it. Uh, uh, also this month, Curved Space comes to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Destroy All Humans comes to Nintendo Switch. Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny comes to the Nintendo Switch. Doom Eternal gets its uh, next generation upgrade on PlayStation and Xbox. Sky, Children of the Light comes to Nintendo Switch. 
Spirit of the North comes to Xbox. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus comes to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. And then Greedfall, of all games, getting a next-gen upgrade hmm. on PlayStation and Xbox this week. So there you go. Yep. That's what's new. That's what's new. Um, if you want to be always in the know as far as gaming news and what we're playing and so on and so forth, you can find all of that over on the Dense Pixels Discord. So head to densepixels.com slash fans. If you were in our Facebook group and you haven't migrated over at this point, what the fuck is wrong with you? We haven't <laughs> used that Facebook group for months. Let me tell you, uh, I haven't used Facebook in general in months. And it's been If I didn't liberating. have to use it for like various oh, here's the thing. If I wasn't as deep in the illegal video game vinyl soundtrack bootleg scene as i am i would not be on facebook because a lot of that operates off facebook to be honest um but yeah uh head to densepixels.com slash fans that's where you can uh chat with us and with other listeners and submit to the post office and all that other good stuff and then if you want to see our beautiful smiling faces uh you can head to youtube.com slash dense pixels and smash that like button and <laughs> the <laughs> subscribe button. The subscribe the button subscribe, is the super important. The subscribe button, button is, is what really matters. Uh, you can subscribe and you get the podcast in video form every week. And uh, maybe sometimes when we're playing video games, we'll post clips of us playing video games, but that's mostly just Brad and I haven't done that in a minute. Yeah. So you can current, um, you can currently see what I found. So, so we cleaned out, our basement oh. last week. And so I found my personalized autograph picture of former so Sony vice president of random title, Kevin Butler, which you oh. can see over my shoulder right now. There oh, he I is. see that. Yes. <laughs> Spectacular. Um, don't forget to subscribe to all of the TNP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. So that includes the Nerpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of Look Forward. But uh, if you aren't already subscribed to Premium, you should subscribe to Premium because it's only $5 a month or $50 for the whole year. So that saves you $10 because that's how math works. Uh, and that gives you access to the whole premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed the men with the golden tongues, my musical podcast upstage conversation, which I want to do an episode on in the Heights. I just haven't been able to nail Jay down for three minutes to do it. Uh, and you also get the full episodes of the look forward political podcast on premium. Yep. And I also feel a need to like, like, I feel like I need to sit down and watch all of the Fast and Furious movies. And I don't, turn that I don't into feel a like you do. I, I, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like there are a copious number of action movies that you should watch prioritize before the, the, the Fast movies. Like, I mean, I was saying in the Nerdpocalypse Discord, I haven't seen any of the Terminator movies. I mean, look, you can honestly, like... <laughs> no bullshit. Like you can just start at the beginning of No Time to Bleed and just work your way forward. Because essentially, like that, that'll be a great, uh, <laughs> that'll be a great like compendium of action movies that you should watch. Yeah, that's because, fair. Yeah, before before you get to the fast movies. Um, the 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 episode of Men with the Golden Tongues that we were teasing is finally out. We did review Micah and I, uh, Metal Gear Solid. That's right. 
the video game, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we reviewed it in our format style uh, that we do. Uh, that game is ridiculous. I forgot how ridiculous it was until I watched the game, essentially, from, from tip to tail. And, uh, yeah, that... Uh, 14-year-old me thought that that was the coolest thing ever. Uh, 36-year-old me <laughs> is now questioning how good of a writer is Hideo Kojima actually. Not as good as people Not think. as good as we remember. Um, no. But still pretty good. Like, Metal Gear Solid 1 is still pretty cool. Um, so that's, like I said, you can check that at a premium. And we will be doing at least the first uh, four mainline Metal Gear Solid games. Uh, in review. So look forward to Metal Gear Solid 2, which is going to go off the rails in a fucking hurry when we, <laughs> when we get to that review, uh, because that game goes off the rails in a fucking hurry. So look forward to that coming on soon down the road. Uh, in the news, uh, xCloud has been in limited beta for the last several months. Uh, it's still in beta. However, it is now in beta in an open format, and you can now pretty much use it everywhere they want you to be able to use it. So you've been able to use xCloud um, through like the X, the Game Pass app that's on Android phones um, and on your Windows PC. Well, now with the open beta, you can use it on pretty much any device imaginable, including iOS devices and Macs. Uh, but if you do it on those devices, you have to go through a web browser. Uh, but hmm. they say it works just as well um, as going through the regular app. Um, there's over 100 games that are available on the service right now, including all Xbox first-party titles and a limited number of the uh, third-party Game Pass options that are up there too. Um, so they say it's working really well, which is good to see. Um, you can subscribe to Game Pass. Uh, they have the PC-only variants for 10 bucks, they have the console only variant for 10 bucks, but you can get the uh, ultimate version for 15, and that comes with Xbox Live and EA Play. So that's a pretty good fucking deal. Uh, you might as well pay 15, and new members still get their first three months for a dollar. Pretty good. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm i going to probably jump on this and see how well it works on my phone um, to see if I am happy enough with that. And not buying an Xbox Series X. And yeah. therefore doing fulfilling what Microsoft wants me to do. And that's just buy Game Pass and not buy their hardware. That's what I'm about to do. I mean, look, the way that I look at it, that's they, they don't want my money for a, for a Series X. You can't find one. I don't need it. Yeah. Now, I got you, a PC you really, and you I really don't Game Pass. Like you'll you'll definitely be I fine. I really don't need yeah, it. Yeah, you'll 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 be fine no matter what. Yeah. And you already have the controller too. I sure matter. do. So Still the best controller anyone's ever put out. We got to do our controller gauntlet. We do. Right, right. Keep reminding me of that. Uh, I need. Yeah. We need. We need. We need to come up with the thirty-two uh, contenders. Okay. And then we will have. We'll probably have you, the community, determine determine the seatings. Yeah, and then All and right. then we'll and All then right. we'll fight it out from there. So that'll be that'll be fun. The 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 tournament of controllers. There's nothing better than a, than a good old fashioned <laughs> tournament. Um. Also, so so here here's a trend that I'm already not liking so much. So the ESRB has rated a Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, mm -hmm. even though they've not announced it yet. So we can we can expect that this is coming. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see this get like a PS5 upgrade, even though the original version of the game already did. I wouldn't be surprised to see this show up on PC. PC. At some yeah, point. That's yeah. what a lot of people are thinking. Yeah. After Horizon Zero Dawn got the PC port. So. However, mm-hmm. as we talked about when we talked about E3 a couple weeks ago. First, we have Borderlands 3 with the director's cut, designer's cut content, this other other thing. No. Then we got Death Stranding director's cut coming on down the layer. All right, Hodeo Kojima's masturbating in front of everybody. That's fine. Ex- expected. To, to really. be expected. Yeah, yes. to be expected. Now, now a series that a, a game designer that I respect greatly is is coming out with. Like, what what is this director's cut fa- fad that is all of a sudden happening? Is is this the new game of the year? Like, is this what's going to replace the game of the year editions? Is director's cuts probably? Yeah. Is this is this going to be like, hey, this is what we would have put out if there wasn't a pandemic? Like kind, kind, kind of stuff. Like, uh, like what I is mean, that? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's um, I mean, for as long it feels like for as long as I've been playing video games, they've been doing game of the year editions and shit like that. Right. So, which, which was another nomenclature that also made zero sense because people would just slap that on there as a marketing thing. Because game of the year, all like like just do ultimate edition, just do complete edition, just do, right. Just call right, it a complete yeah. edition. Because if all you're doing is basically including all of the DLC on disc for a reduced overall price, then uh, including then buying everything separately, just call it the complete edition. It doesn't have to be a director's cut. It doesn't have to be a game of the year edition. The fact that like there's a Fallout for a game of the year edition, and I'm just like. Who gave Fallout 4 Game of the Year? <laughs> I'm sure somebody did. I'm sure someone did. I just can't remember. Like like, like ToddHowardStand.com probably, <laughs> probably assigned their Game of the Year alongside right. Fallout 76. Um, but no, I like, yeah, the, like the director's cut, we, we discussed last time how that name convention doesn't make sense because it's not like Sony is getting the finished product of Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch and being like, you have to cut this out. You have to cut this for time. This only this can only be a 12-hour game. Like, get rid of this. Get, no, that's not happening. They're literally putting everything in the game that they can that makes sense to put in the game. So so what what is on the cutting room floor? Probably shit that didn't need to be there in the first place, as right. is the case with pretty much every film director's cut that's out there. Mm-hmm. There's There's like two director's cuts, arguably – that are better than the original version of the movies that they were associated with. And that's Blade Runner and Terminator 2. And everything else besides that has been fucking garbage. Maybe also uh, Batman Superman. But again, when, like when, when, when it's, you're the bottom of the barrel and you slightly raise up to be not quite the bottom of the barrel, you're not really making gains. But it is right. better than what was released originally. I don't know why I care so much about this. I, it's dumb. But I do. Uh, control in the news. Apparently, there's going to be a multiplayer spin-off game that's coming related to Control, as well as a Control sequel, uh, which is interesting because Remedy, aside from, like out after they did Max Payne, really hasn't fucked around with doing sequels nope. uh, too terribly much. Um, but yeah, so the, the multiplayer one, they're saying uh, it's being called Project Condor. Uh, it's going to be four-player, a PVE game, co-op game. So think like Left 4 Dead. 
Um, that kind of thing. Obviously, not fighting zombies, probably. But this could be cool, like using the mechanics that Control uh, has in it in a multiplayer setting. I don't know how, you know, the moving and telekinesis of the environment works with multiple cooks in that kitchen, but it'll be interesting. I feel like yeah. that, that that at least, yeah, like when, when, when they released Control for free on PS Plus, like I was actually really gung-ho to check it out. And then, I don't know, like my excitement faded immediately for it. So, hmm. Maybe one day, but not today. Not right now. Uh, Sony made a move today that uh, probably is not, shouldn't come as a surprise to most people. No. Uh, they have acquired Housemark, uh, developers of Returnal, as well as other many other uh, arcade games that have been primarily associated with the PlayStation brand. Um, if I'm being frank, this is probably long overdue. Uh, Housemark's been tied at the hip with PlayStation for many years now yep. at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, this will help them grow their staff larger uh, because Returnal turned out to be a pretty successful, uh, successful game. And uh, a, a nice turn. Like I remember when we talked on the show, when Housemark said, oh, we're getting out of arcade. I was really both curious to see what would come and also kind of scared because they did arcade really well and so i was kind of scared from to leave that and to see what they might be and I, I was worried they would just become like some other also ran developer making shitty like third person action games and then returnal managed to be a beautiful hybrid of what housemark was before and what they plan to be in the future and i'm like oh this totally makes sense like i should never have doubted them for a second so this is cool news um there was also a tweet that came out from sony japan that talked about the acquisition of Bluepoint Studios, which they then quickly deleted. So, so I, that probably has happened as well. Um, but I guess they're not ready to announce it for whatever reason. Uh, Bluepoint has been very much on fire lately when it comes to Sony. They've basically been doing all of the like upgrade remakes that have come out. Lately, so they did like the Shadow of the Colossus upgrade. They did the Uncharted uh, retrograde remake. Uh, I think they had some hand in Titanfall in some way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know what they did specifically, but they did something with it. They did Flower. They've done a lot of stuff. Um, so again, another studio that shouldn't come as a surprise that is now officially part of Sony because we kind of assumed that it was for a very long time, uh, but now it's official. Are you excited about the, any either of these acquisitions? I don't. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad for them. You know, I'm I'm always glad to see any small studio become more successful thanks to the backing of a larger, more successful studio. Um, I like video games, and I like when good studios are able to continue to make video games. Um, I, none of these are companies that I've played a ton of their work, so I'm just. Good for them. Yay, video games. <laughs> I've been I've been playing some Returnal as well. And Returnal is only a game that I can only play for like two and three hours at a time mm. before I have to step back from it. But what a good game. Yeah. Feels great. It's awesome. Play try, when, when it when it when it inevitably comes on PlayStation Plus. That's what I'm figuring. Yeah, I don't want to spend sure money you, on it. I know it'll sure eventually hit PlayStation Plus it and will. I'll try it. It hundred percent will. Check yeah. it out. Check it out when that happens. Um 
go ahead and go ahead and rave. Look, look, I heard it was awesome. It was so fucking good, dude. <laughs> so last week was uh, on it was June 23rd was the 30th anniversary date for Sonic the Hedgehog. And in celebration of that, they released, they streamed this, like, I guess in total, like a two and a half or a hour and a half, nearly two hour long uh, orchestral concert. And it's all on YouTube. If you haven't watched it, fucking go watch it. <laughs> it's so good um they so you had sort of like an orchestra half and then you had the back half which was like almost all crush 40 (laughs) (laughs) so good i love crush 40 i love the sonic butt rock it's still just like so 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 good um but like it's i mean they 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 did a sonic one medley a sonic two medley they did a game gear medley which was delightful because a lot of the tunes from the game gear ports were different than the genesis Mm. Uh, music um they did a sonic 3 and a sonic and knuckles medley they did a sonic mania medley which was great um they did a sega saturn like medley which was again fabulous um they did so they played a lot of songs from a lot of games that generally speaking people don't fucking like like sonic 2006 universally people are like this game is not a good game and objectively speaking it's not a good game but what this concert proved is that regardless of the quality of the video games, the music always slapped in Sonic. Like it does, <laughs> it didn't matter how bad the gameplay was, the music was always good. Like this, the Sonic 2006 suite that they did once it kicked into uh, his world, which was like the the ending vocal theme or whatever, like an orchestral version of that. I was just like. I'm about to act up and arrange this for myself. This sounds so good <laughs> orchestrated. Um, they did a Sonic Unleashed piece. They did Sonic Lost World, which is a game I completely even forgot existed because it was like a Wii U 3DS title. Um, Sonic Forces, uh, Sonic Colors. They did a lot of stuff from Sonic Colors, which makes sense because that's what they are getting ready to remaster. Remaster, and yeah. Um, but yeah, like they ended with the fucking wombo combo of escape from the city and live and learn. And I ascended It was <laughs> so good because it's, uh, escape from the city and live and learn. were both done with like the rock group layered on top of the orchestra. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's so good. It's so fucking good. I so genuinely and unironically love Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm so glad that they were able to do this. This was such a good, perfect anniversary sort of celebration for the franchise because it really it really ran the full gamut of of the entire series. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's on YouTube. Um, you should you should definitely check it out. They did a really, really spectacular job with the arranging and the performing and, and everything. Uh Sonic is a good and fun series, and I, I, if you think otherwise, I just, I don't believe you. I feel like everyone, to some degree, kind of likes Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> kind of like everyone kind of likes Mario, at least a little bit. Everyone kind of likes Sonic. So, look, I have given Sonic 
the hedgehog a lot of deserved crap over the years because the games are not great. They are fine. <laughs> However, I I will always admit the music generally pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, once they kicked into a fucking uh chemical plant zone in the in the Sonic 2 yeah. piece, I was just like, "All right, here we go." Now, <laughs> like, now that being said, I I don't have the same unironic love for the Sonic <laughs> butt rock songs as you do. Like I, I think they're love- I think Yo, they're they just like the fucking Sonic Heroes theme song and I was like Yes, thank you. I, I like I this. said, I the, the those songs I think are fine to like. Ironically, I don't know how <laughs> you can like them in in, a, in any genuine fashion because they are just the worst. They're so they cheesy. Just the worst I, very, they I are very super genuinely. They are I the love cheesiest. them. I I wanted to arrange <laughs> "Live and Learn" for myself just because I like that song. Like it's so of its time, like <laughs> early two thousands. Dumb again. Butt rock, alt <laughs> alt rock of the early two thousands, like really really cheesy lyrics. Um, I I don't give a shit, man. Live and learn <laughs> absolutely goes so hard in all of the right ways. It's just like it hits that button in my brain that releases those good chemicals. There's um, I don't know. I feel like a lot more video games should get the orchestral treatments. I feel like that's an underserved part of the industry. I mean, I'm so Nintendo did the Symphony of the Goddesses, mm-hmm. which toured um, for the Legend of Zelda's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So that that started touring 10 years ago and is generally, I mean, pre-COVID had continued to tour since then. And I've seen that show three or four times. Mm-hmm. And that was great. And um, Final Fantasy has had the Distant World shows, which yep. I haven't seen live. That, um, they're that doing, I have seen live. My, they, my, Mike do- and I together, actually. So <laughs> They're doing a, a show that's just Final Fantasy VII for the remakes. Or they're doing like the FF7R orchestra, which I think I might. I, I, I might go see that. <laughs> I might go see that just because I want to hear the boss theme played live. That's it. That, yeah. That's Apparently, um, in in the uh, in the retrograde or whatever the fuck the expansion is called for Final Fantasy VII Remake, intergrade, yeah, yeah um, they have yet another version of the boss theme music, and it apparently slaps just as hard as, good. as like, the other ones. <laughs> I love the Final Fantasy VII boss music, like the the no, fight it's, on it's, boss. It's as soon the, as that as soon as that guitar riff comes in, I'm just like, no, oh, it's, it's, it gets you it's, so it's, pumped um, up. It's it's a kick-ass Black Mages arrangement as well oh, that yeah. they have on there too. Like I said, Final Fantasy VII, another property I will give copious amounts of garbage. But yeah, that that uh that boss theme uh is pretty yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So pretty yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh the there was a Kingdom Hearts Orchestra which yeah, toured, right. which I've seen. Um <laughs> look, I played through Almost all of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, with, with, with like with like a like a self imposed gun to your head. Basically. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like you 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 were the meme true. you were the meme of the kid like screaming under the boot, and then like you zoom out <laughs> and you're holding it on your own face. Like that was that was you while you were going through the Kingdom Hearts series. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was like the whole time I played through one, didn't enjoy it. I played through two. 
enjoyed it more because the battle system was a lot better and it was way less janky of a game. But even still, I was like, this story's really badly written and I don't care about most of these characters. Played through Birth by Sleep and by the end of Birth by Sleep, I was like, you know, I've put 100 hours into this series and uh, turns out I still don't fucking like it. <laughs> so I stopped at that point. Um, See, part, part but of here's that. The thing, here's the thing about Kingdom Hearts is I still really enjoy the music from Kingdom Hearts because yeah. that's all Yoko Shimomura stuff and she's fabulous. Um This is this is my fear is that I'm I'm afraid that I'm gonna I'm gonna like bop so hard to all the Persona 5 stuff and I'm gonna hate the game and be like, God damn it, like I need to press through just to fucking hear the soundtrack though, because it's <laughs> it's amazing. Um yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. So yeah. I've I've also had enough of them of the uh of the memes of like the dancing groundsman at the baseball game with like the Persona Five <laughs> yeah. like over overlay on top of it. So. Last surprise! Yeah. Oh lord. Um. So Square, of course, announced that they are coming out with the pixel remasters for uh, the first six Final Fantasy games. Uh, and as a result of this, apparently, uh, the existing steam versions of the games that currently are out there and I which assume, are the ports of the mobile version yeah which, and i assume this is the same is gonna happen to the mobile versions as well uh, are going to disappear because the pixel remasters are coming out uh, according yeah. to square uh the last day that you can purchase these uh supposedly lesser versions is going to be july 27th uh, and then after that they will be pulled down from the store uh, one assumes you can still re-download it if you had purchased it previously. Um, those mobile games bad they are bad. real bad. Yeah, real fucking bad looking. Yeah, they're yes, they're atrocious. real bad. Uh, so people like you would think like this kind of stuff people normally get upset about. Generally, the community is like, no good, thank you. Like please, like right, yeah, please good, get rid good, of those. Throw riddance. them in the trash. I'd like to. Pre- that they never existed to begin with yes um i've seen there's i guess it was last night square did a um a, a new presentation about the pixel remaster showing a little more of like what they're all gonna look like and uh yeah they they look really good it's, good. it's the it's the port we should have gotten in the first place now is it a one-to-one port no it is not but it it's it's almost as if that they took the color palette from the shitty mobile release mm-hmm. and like the actual pixel style from the original SNES releases and they just sort of like merged those. And I think the result from what I've seen so far looks good. I'm excited to play Final Fantasy V because uh, this bitch recently got a Super Nintendo and I have a copy of Final Fantasy VI on my Super Nintendo now, yeah. so I can play the original. Um, once I find out a way to hook up a Super Nintendo to a high definition television. Weird, weirdly, like it's kind of stupid that the original version of Final Fantasy VI still is the best version of Final Fantasy VI. Like even and and there are like bad bugs in that game, and it's still like the best version. Yeah, like 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 one of the status effects in the game literally has no effect like dark like when you afflict darkness on somebody it does not matter one little bit um and it also has like the cheese the the uh doom uh x-zone or vanish x-zone cheese that you can get in the game as well um but yet the the ps1 
port and then the the mobile version that have come out since then have been so bad that that version still I heard the, the Game Boy Advance version was very good because but that was you, more of that was almost like a direct port of the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Like it, it was the it was the PlayStation version without the load times essentially, <laughs> which 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 was, you know, a plus. Right. Um and I think they also added a dungeon a challenge dungeon in there as well if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, yeah Final Fantasy VI Advance was good, but it was a Game Boy Advance game and not a ton of people owned it. So yeah, um, as far as these pixel remasters go, I'm probably going to pick up four and five. Um, I might pick up three just for the novelty of actually finally being able to play the quote uh, original version right. of three rather than the DS. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm in the same boat. Um, five at least because I've never played five before, so I'm curious to at least play it. And I might, like I said, four. I feel like I need to check it off just to just to buff my. Uh, old school jrpg bona fides four four has been my favorite for years and years um six is great i like for me it's it's four and six and then like everything else (laughs) with like eight and 13 like solidly at the bottom of that pile um but uh yeah look um don't play two (laughs) just don't it's it's cute that they're including two. No one has to play Final Fantasy two. It's not a good game. Yeah, agree. From what I, from what I've seen of it, I've never played Final Fantasy two, but I've heard it's hot garbage. So just avoid that. Uh, finally, we'll we're going to talk a little bit more about Smash Brothers when we get to the post office. But uh, sure. Dante is coming to Smash Brothers, kind of. Uh, so what they've done is they've released a new round of me fighter costumes and. You can get Dante, you can get Shantae from the Shantae series, you can get the Dovahkiin from Skyrim, and you can get Lloyd from Tales of Symphonia. Uh, I'm very sad for all the DMC fans that were really hoping Dante was going to be an actual character in Smash Brothers because I'm pretty sure that this ensures that that is not going to happen because I don't think they would have done this if they were actually going to put him in the game. No, I don't think so either. I think this pretty much confirms that... uh, that because people people have been pulling for Shantae for a minute too, mm-hmm. and I know Lloyd had had his his followers as far as like wanting a, like Tails representation in uh, in Smash Brothers. So fucking rip <laughs> to anyone who was hoping for any of these dudes. Uh, that's gonna be that. Um, I mean, I play as a me fighter a lot because Isaac is a me fighter costume. <laughs> that's. That's the only way I can play as Isaac in Smash Brothers. So come and join me in hell if you're a fan of Dante, Lloyd, or Shantae. Welcome to hell. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the news this week. So that takes us, well, I guess if, uh, if you want to give us, like, a little, little tiny bit of money, um, you can go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. Now, Prime Day was last week, but you can obviously still uh, send help send Jeff Bezos into space where hopefully he will perish and then not come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. That takes you to the Amazon website. You shop as normal and we get like they skim a little bit of that fat off the top and they give it to us. Um, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Johnny will kick us off. And like I said, we'll just stick in the Smash Brothers realm. Um, so Sakurai 
made confirmed when this when this was news was announced that the next DLC character for Smash, the last character of the season two fighter pass, is going to be the last Smash Ultimate character. Period, and we'll know who it is by the end of the year. So he is asking, who do we think it's going to be? So I'm pretty sure that I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm pretty sure it is going to be a firmly Nintendo-centric character. Like, it's it's going to be an, a more obscure but still popular Nintendo-centric character, but I don't know who that's going to be because I'm struggling to think of who that would be at this point that they don't already have in the game. Yeah, I mean, unless they pulled from Golden Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they put Felix in there. Not not bloody likely. No, yeah. not not likely. Um, if I were to wager what I think is an informed, reasonable guess, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the um the main character, the protagonist from Shin Megami Tensei 5. Because Shin Megami Tensei 5 is going to be a Switch exclusive, at least at launch. Mm-hmm. You've got Joker in there from Persona 5. You know, they've already worked with Atlas. They have a working relationship with Atlas. Shin Megami Tensei 5 comes out in November. If they're doing these sort of every six months or so, then um, I think I think that's going to be it, because that's going to be a tie-in for Atlas. And... Uh, It'll be a Switch exclusive character. Interesting. That's I, that's I, what I'm picking as far as like my what I think is a reasonable, measured guess. Since this is the last one, I feel like that they're gonna go for some for some buzz. Like I feel I feel like that there's gonna be some 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 sex appeal for lack of a better <laughs> term with this with this character. Like I feel like it's gonna be someone that most people like know who it is. Often. Uh, gay Bowser, <laughs> or or what was the um, what was the uh Bowser? Yeah, yeah, like that that, that whole <laughs> fucking meme from last year. There you go. It's not how I meant sex appeal, but you know, <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe Sakurai is going to take a take a, a teen rated turn for Smash Brothers that we didn't expect. So there's that. Uh, Daniel says the four of you played a battle royale as a team. How would you play it, and how well do you guys think you would do? Well, there's only two of us right now, so we're only going to get two sides of that of that opinion. Um, I tend to play battle royales very cautiously, and here's the other problem: is that out of the four of us, from a pure skill level, it's probably Terrence. So, like, Ter- Terrence is going to have to run point most of the time. Um, I don't mind scouting, but like I said, I'm very tentative, and I'm afraid to venture too far on my own or from the pack. I was so when so I just got a new headset and I was kind of tuning it because it has an equalizer. Um and so I was listening to uh some Apex Legends gameplay, which has a really great uh sound profile, by the way. Apex sounds fucking incredible. Um but I played Apex a fair amount when it first came out and I was very bad at Apex Legends. So like like in order to hit people I need to get up in their face, but I also don't want to because I'm probably going to die. If that's the case. So I feel like that our collective team would sit back with Terrence taking point and then we all have to help him 
when he spots somebody, essentially. Terrence will be the kill leader, though. I can assure you of that. 100%. Have you played a Battle Royale game, Carrie? No. You've never played, not even not even like Fortnite or anything. Never been nope. curious to just check it out. Nope. Interesting. Nope. Um, I would also play it very cautiously, mostly because like when I do play shooters, I do tend to play pretty cautiously. Yeah. I'm always just like... so i would not be not be doing any of that no yeah 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 like 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 the people like people that i watch play that shit on stream that are actually good at the game like they make it look so easy like you're just looking at you're like clearly i could do this and then like you get in there and you're an idiot like you play like a fucking moron yeah um rev asks a very interesting question so he says what platform or series do you think is underrated? Rayman. You know what? That's probably the correct answer. That's probably that. Honestly, it's probably it because because the last two Rayman games were fucking spectacular, incredible, right? They, or like, Origins. Like they were, oh, yeah, both of them. Yeah, so good. Still haven't played Legends. Still need to. I own it. Legends I was play it. great. But I mean, so like one of the best two D platformers I've played. Period. Rayman Legends. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rayman. Rayman is criminally underrated. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that, you know, for the last 15 years, Ubisoft has leaned so hard into the spinoff title, which is Rabbids, because Rabbids was originally a Rayman spinoff. Yeah. Um, that they have neglected the the OG Boyo Rayman. You know, yeah. I, 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 even the I, older I, Rayman games are super fucking fun, dude. I, I had another... I had another thing I was going to say. I'll still say it. So I don't think that this series is critically underrated. Like it's it's very critically properly rated. It's been commercially underrated. Uh, the Donkey Kong Country series, especially recently. Oh, like Tropical Freeze? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tropical Freeze. Tropical Freeze is fucking, fucking awesome. So good. So um, good. And not enough people like paid attention to Tropical Freeze. No. Which is silly to me. Um, but no, you're right. It's Rayman, 100%. Yes, I just like I, across I don't, I don't, the board. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I honestly, like after after Origins, and I didn't listen. I haven't played Legends yet, but I hear it's just as good as Origins, and Origins was great. Um, yeah. It is amazing that we haven't gotten more of this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that's been a thing. Um, but yeah, no, it, that, that, like, is, that is the correct answer. Like, there there is. No I other I don't know if correct. it just like didn't sell well or what, but like Rayman Legends is perhaps the best two D platformer I've played. Period. Yeah. Um. Suit just so fucking good, man. Yeah. Um, I'll give you another one. So I'll give you 3D platformer. Um, okay. I was like when I when I checked it out because I first experienced it in the remaster. Um, the Spyro games are actually really fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Like like yes. the, like yes. the original Spyro yes. trilogy are great. So good. Yeah. Like like not only gameplay but music is fucking tight. Visuals. When are, I was a kid, I didn't have a PlayStation, yeah. but there was a kid in my neighborhood who I thought was annoying, but he had a PlayStation, so I would tolerate this annoying child who was like a couple years younger than me mm-hmm. um, to play his PlayStation, so that I could play <laughs> through Spyro at his house. Yeah, if you if you, if you like a three D platformer, uh, uh, seek out that Spyro uh, trilogy remastered because you might uh, you might be pleasantly surprised. Um, Trey. Asks after the amazing job Spike Lee did with his NBA 2K story. I don't know if that's sarcasm or not because I didn't play the two, the Spike Lee joint uh, NBA 2K single player. Mm. Uh, what other Hollywood big shot 
would you like to see quote unquote bless the gaming world and what game would it be? I have to imagine since he put the bless in quotes that he is being sarcastic when he talks yeah. about the greatness of Spike Lee in terms of NBA 2K. Um, I saw this question earlier. I thought about it. I think that there's only one person that pops into mind that I think would get it from a like for a film director that would translate well into video games as well. And I think it's Ryan Johnson. Okay. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. I'll just co-sign that. I can I can't possibly think of anyone else who I would want to like write or direct. Yeah, a video mo- game most story. people I would not want to touch no. with a ten foot pole. But but I want yeah. I want people to stay in their lane. Yes. Just yep. But I I think I think Ryan Johnson would probably do a good job. If we could somehow trade Ryan Johnson into video games and give film Hideo Kojima. I feel like for video games, that's a trade that we should make 10 times. Out of 10. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he's the only one I can think of offhand. Um, everyone else. I don't want anyone to touch it. No. Uh, Mark says this may be Brad centric, but anyone who has an answer, go ahead. You actually got the two best people. You could have asked this question to. We're uh, the only people here who play board games. Yeah. What is the meanest board game and why? I know what my answer is already. What's well, yours? Well, there's, well, there's so I actually, actually there's there's so there's two types of mean in board games. There's there's mean, but fun, mm-hmm. and then there's mean because the game encourages you to just play like a dickhead because that's how you that's how ultimately you win the game. The latter of the two is munching. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like 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 yeah. Munchkin kind of sucks. Munchkin's a mean game. Yeah. Like but it kind of sucks because like the whole point of the game is to get on top of the hill and then everyone will drag you down and then as you're getting dragged down someone else will get to the top of the hill and then everyone will drag that person down and eventually someone will get to the peak of the hill first and then that person happens to win. Like that's kind of how Munchkin plays out. Yeah. In in most senses. So that's the that's the meanest game, but it's not super fun. There are other games that are mean, but they're still like fun. Like 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 games where you're going around just like hit each other in the face. Like a lot of like dudes on a map game have that kind of yeah. vibe to them where you know, the whole point is battling and you're doing some mean stuff, but it's all in good fun and, and that's kind of the whole purpose of the game. But there's actually strategy to it. Like, it's not just, you know, it's not just uh, punching someone yeah. in the face for the sake of punching them in the face because you have to. Yeah. So, yeah, Munchkin. And, and it sucks because, like, games like Munchkin are prevalent in the hobby game industry like if you ask most people like what's a game that's not monopoly that you're aware of, that you play they're like oh I like munchkin munchkin's cool but munchkin's like that barrier of entry that you have to get through to get to yeah. like the actual good stuff and if you like munchkin like that's fine like it's great and i like munchkin too for a time but not for long so <laughs> like like there there is not a whole lot of munchkin I've got some board games I really need to spend more time playing. I've got the I've got the Fallout board game, mm-hmm. which I've played a couple times. Um that's a long that's a long sort of thing. That's almost like it's almost like a diet 
tabletop RPG, basically. Yeah. Like, um, and then I've got the Sardi Valley board game, which oh no, uh, oh no, you got that? Yeah. Did you? I sure did. Oh man, have you played it yet? Nope. All right, you'll let me know how that goes. Um, <laughs> I've heard so. I, I've seen it because it made some waves when it first came out because it just kind of appeared as if from nowhere. Yeah. Um, it's not the most respectful game of your time. Highly recommend I figure playing it's a it, long Highly one, recommend yeah. playing it with two players the first time you play from what I hear. Yeah. Because it's kind of long anyway. So the four player first like if four new players are playing I hear it's like a four hour game which seems long for Stardew Valley. So. I, yeah. I mean I've played, look, I play D&D, &D, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's all totally different. That's a totally different It is, it's true. Thing. You know, D&D &D is not, I would not consider D&D &D a board game. It yeah. is a tabletop experience. Yeah, that, like, that, that's a totally different. <laughs> do, do you want, do you want to know what, what a mean time is? Is when you're playing D&D &D and you've got a fucking GM who's not in a good mood. That's, that's the meanest <laughs> board game. <laughs> uh, the last one is for you from Rogue Creative. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, have you tried the Monster Hunter Stories 2 demo? Not yet. Did you play the first one? And is it worth nope. jumping onto? Uh, I, look, I, I've heard nothing but good things about the first one. Um, like the first stories was a 3DS title, which basically released before I got really into Monster Hunter. And I wasn't mm -hmm. super interested in going back and playing an old JRPG. Um, and, you know, for what I understand, the way that the stories 2 um plot is written you don't really need to have played the first one they sort of mm. pick up 30 40 years later some something like that yeah so yeah i mean i think if you're interested in monster hunter or at least interested in the lore mm. of monster hunter and you like jrpgs and you want a single player experience that's maybe a little more anime than your typical monster hunter fair yeah pick it up uh, I mean, I, I'm fully planning on giving the trial a go probably this week, mm -hmm. um, particularly with the holiday weekend coming up. I can have some time to sink into sure. that. So um, he also asks, uh, if you could make a sequel to your favorite game, what game would it be and what mechanics or story beats would you include? So we, so we all know you what your answer is. Yes. I guess the latter part of that question is really the one to answer. Sure. So, like, so like if there was a Golden Sun 4, would you want it to like literally pick up at the end of Dark Dawn or would you want yes. them to kind of... Yeah, like okay. it would have to because we left on a cliffhanger. So yeah. <laughs> I, if, if a fourth game came out, I would want it to pick up right right there and I, I want to know what happened to Isaac and Garrett. Uh, I want to know... I, I want to see more of the the original crew from the first two games because we only ever saw Isaac and Garrett and we only got vague references to the other party members. So I would like to see them because we know that they're still around. Mm -hmm. There's this whole deal of like the the dark adepts that they made reference to. There was a lot of stuff that, that, that was introduced in Dark Dawn that they didn't follow through on because I have to assume that they were planning on making a second half to the story. Right, and it just didn't happen. So I would just like for them to like address all of these large variety of things that were introduced in Dark Dawn that we never had the opportunity to actually see because Nintendo hasn't greenlit another game. <laughs> so um, for me, they kind of like I've already sort of got, I'm getting this because like they're making what appears to be a sequel to the Mass Effect trilogy uh, that's going to sort of continue on from where we left off in the trilogy and 
basically like Liara's already been in the trailer that they showed a couple, you know, weeks ago. Um, so I'm kind of getting that. Like, I just want more Mass Effect, but I want them to make sure that they kind of include the combat, uh, send the combat in more of a direction that it went into in Andromeda. Cause Andromeda, the one thing that that game did get great was the combat in the game compared okay. to the other Mass Effect games. And then, uh, Ejac coming in. Right under, under the, the wire. wire. Right under wow. the wire. Uh, what is what is the game that's not Mass Effect Golden Sun or Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> that you would want to play with fresh eyes again? I think I've actually answered this on the show before. I would love to have my first experience with Metal Gear Solid again because that, okay. that game was a transformative game for me uh, in terms of what I realized video games could be. And so to experience that again for the first time would be awesome. Um. Hmm. I think Breath of the Wild yeah. for me to to be able to to fully experience that game with with totally fresh eyes and not not knowing what what that game had in store. Uh, I, honestly, like the the sense of scale and scope that you get when you get the first time you you make it out and you sort of walk onto the the ridge there and you get the the sort of pan out and the mm. the view of Hyrule just like that moment um I would like to experience fresh again there you go or Skyrim yeah uh, well I, th- I figured Skyrim might be on the list of breath of the wild yeah. for you so yes if I could do Skyrim completely fresh uh that'd be that would be one hell of a time I think yeah. so so, well, that is it. Thank you guys for submitting your post office questions. Apologies uh, if you heard my son in the background who's having a time tonight. So, <laughs> unfortunately, his room is right next to mine. And he's not having a good evening this evening. So, after we get done here, I'm going to definitely see what's happening with all that. Uh, so, let me wrap it up quick. Uh, make sure you submit your questions in the post office by going to our Discord channel, densepixels.com slash fans, and join in there today. Subscribe to the show and all the other TNP Studio shows wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels, and then follow us on Twitch. I am densepixelsbrad, Terrence is at person 410 and Carrie is sup, it's Carrie. So, that is it for us this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching and listening, and we'll see you all the next time. See ya.